0: If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hey
1: there, leading ladies. Welcome to the Women Physicians Lead podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Herbert, a two time best selling author, speaker, family physician, and executive leadership coach with over 20 years' experience of providing primary care and serving as a healthcare leader. If you are a woman physician ready to make a change in your career and have a seat at the leadership table, then you are in the right place. I'm excited to provide you with the crucial skills you need to be a successful leader and strategies to deal with workplace challenges. So put on your headphones and listen as we explore the new world of building women physician leaders. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Women Physicians Lead Podcast. I am so excited today to bring you another amazing guest. She has a whole plethora of uh, advancements that she's had in terms of health equity and eradicating healthcare disparities. She is fearless about being first and also creating her own path in leadership. So I am excited to bring to you today, Dr. Erica Steed. I'm going to read a little bit about her and her esteemed portfolio. Portfolio. So Dr. Erica Steed serves as the first minority appointed System Executive Vice President, Chief Operating Officer for Sinai Chicago Health System, and flagship president of Mount Sinai and Sinai Children's Hospital where she is charged with leading strategy and operations for four acute, post-acute, and specialty care hospitals, multi-specialty medical group physician enterprise composed of over 4,000 caregivers and 800 physicians. She has spearheaded a multifaceted clinical, operational, and financial transformation geared towards achieving a cumulative $75 million margin improvement, quality and safety performance improvement, and profitable growth, as well as making monumental groundbreaking advancements in advancing health equity and eradicating healthcare disparities across the marginalized communities. Dr. Steed is highly accomplished and award-winning transformational healthcare executive with over 20 years of exceptional leadership skills and a proven track record of driving results and execution excellence, including, now get this, being recognized as modern healthcare's top 25 minority leaders in healthcare, top 25 healthcare innovators, and and up-and-coming Diversity MBA Magazine Top 100 Executive Leaders Under 50, and Becker's Hospital Review Top 130 Female Healthcare Leaders to Know, 75 Black Healthcare Leaders to Know, and Rising Star. She is recognized as a strategic and visionary change leader, transformational architect, and international expert in Lean Six Sigma, Malcolm Baldrige Framework, and the big four management consulting across community and specialty hospitals. She is a results driven change agent with significant experience over large scale strategy initiatives to drive high quality healthcare, operational efficiencies and turnarounds, customer satisfaction, workforce and provider engagement, profitable growth, and value optimization. She is an avid speaker. She has received her doctorate of education in ethical leadership with distinction, her master's of business administration, bachelor of science in nursing, and numerous certifications. She is also a prized and devoted mother to four children. So welcome to the Women Physicians Lead Podcast, Dr. Erica Steed. We're so happy to have you here today. I am so
2: honored and and delighted to be a part of this this platform and um, thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely.
1: So I'm excited to hear about your story, about your journey. Um, As you know, you know, on this podcast, my goal really is to inform, to inspire and to motivate women to um, really thrive in the role of leadership. And a lot of my guests come from, you know, various backgrounds um, in terms of where they started and also where they are right now. Mm -hmm. So if you can share with us um, thinking about your career and your leadership journey, who
2: or what may have been instrumental in that decision for you? So um, I have so many role models and, and so many individuals that uh, played a, a, a key role in my advancement and in my, in, in my journey. And it, I, I believe it stems back uh, multiple generations. I actually come from Four generational uh, bloodlines of, of nurses in my family. So it, so the roots go very far and deep uh, down to uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, with my great, great, great grandmother, who was a self-trained uh, clinical nurse midwife from from uh, Tuscaloosa. So it planted a seed of of healthcare in in my family, and it, it really inspired all the women in my family, including myself, including my late mother, uh, to pursue healthcare and nursing specifically as a a profession. So I knew from a very early age uh, that I was gonna go into healthcare. I just didn't know uh, what what particular path I was gonna take. Um, I also have a long generational bloodline of self-made people and self-made entrepreneurs. And to me, that inspired a larger purpose and I was able to marry both of those worlds together. So I, I was able to marry nursing and, and clinical and, and practice with having an entrepreneurial spirit. And that is, is what make, gets me up at night and, and, and keeps me uh, you know, up throughout the day, um, really trying to trailblaze in this space. So I married both of those worlds together and really created my own path. Um, so I, I, I'm avid for taking non-traditional paths and that's essentially what I did. So I, I started out uh, in nursing. So I'm an emergency department and critical care nurse by training and I carry that with me uh, most certainly in terms of really uh, teaching the concepts of critical thinking and, and troubleshooting and being able to block and tackle uh, precisely. But I've also been a, a, you know, an avid um, uh, owner of that entrepreneurial spirit, where if, if uh, a chair is not at the table, you bring your own folding chair. If if uh, if, if there is no voice to be heard, uh, you know, create your own voice. Um, so I've been able to do that in in a multitude of capacities. So um, I've always gone against the grain as opposed to going with the with the common flow of of really building yourself up in this industry.
1: That's amazing. That's an amazing story. I think you actually have shared a lot in just sharing with us, you know, your journey. And one of the things that I'm taking away is um, that we all can create our own path and it doesn't have to be the traditional path, right, to Mm -hmm. leadership. There can be some twists and turns along the way to, to sort of get us there. And then the other thing that's really important that you shared was, um, this concept of, you know, as Shirley Chisholm has, has Mm -hmm. said in the past, right. Mm -hmm. Bringing your folding chair to the table, if there's not space for you Mm -hmm. and how did you find, um, creating that space? Was it difficult? What do you think really helped you to, um, create that space and find your voice? Yeah,
2: um, absolutely. It was, it was difficult and, and, um, I, I believe that adversity and, and failure and, and scuffing your knees and, and being faced with insurmountable obstacles is the best is the breakfast of champions. It, it prepares you for what what your day to day is going to be like once once you essentially rise to that that uh, that occasion where you're going to be challenged in a multitude of ways. So for me, um, I, I really heated and, and took in early in my path, being uncomfortable and or being comfortable being in uncomfortable situations and really navigating through. Um, I'm, I'm extremely gifted and skilled at this point of being plopped in the middle of the ocean and, and learning how to either sink or swim. And I've, I've always uh, survived uh, through really, again, uh, being innovative on the, on the spot, creating your own path, uh, leveraging those those key partners and allies that you have, and, and building up your own board of advisors or board of directors to really support you a- along that journey. But um, early on in, in my in my journey, um, I put myself in, in purposeful and very intentional situations where a lot of a lot of things are going to come at you in in a, a, a very um, uh, difficult type of way, and is, is how you survive and, and, and thrive through those situations that that really is a testament of your leadership and, and what you can aspire to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at your day-to-day in terms of the things that you do and the things that you're responsible for as a healthcare executive, what does that role look like? Who do you serve and what challenges do you face?
2: Yeah, um, so that, that's a wonderful question. So um, I am as, as you indicated in in the opening remarks um, I actually serve in a dual capacity for the largest private safety net health system in in the state of Illinois and with that it, with that being said our, our very um, uh, uh, you know unapologetic mission is to serve the underserved most marginalized communities those that often, times have felt like they don't have a voice. So that's who I serve. I serve 1.5 million people in the communities at large uh, throughout the city of Chicago. Um, so that, that, is who, who I'm um, that is who I'm leading. That is who I'm partnering with. I'm rolling up my sleeves every single day. Um, I'm in the trenches, really hearing and heeding, um, learning, listening. Uh, my my day to day changes every every single day, so it's, it's, it's not the same. So um, certainly, I uh, on a on a, a structural level, I, I lead up all of the hospitals, all of the clinics in in my organization, and, and my goal is to improve the life expectancy of those that we serve and eradicate healthcare disparities and really drive health equity at it, at its best. And how to do that is it, we're we're navigating through various dimensions of, of how to get at that. Um, one, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to uh, crack the nut on improving access to care. There's so many different dimensions and, and I think is a maze in, in terms of how to access high quality care and, and have it delivered consistently exceptional every patient, every time. So I'm trying to solve for that equation. And is a very difficult thing to do, especially on the wake of what we've just, you know, um, you know, passed through with this co- with the COVID pandemic and, and is challenging and, and disrupting our workforce. And we're we're always running short. So we're we're 30% below where, where our bar needs to be in terms of really having the effective resources to do a high-quality job, so I'm, I'm trying to solve for that equation. I'm trying to solve for the equation of how do we continue to maintain a mission, which is very important and something that we're proud of, with very limited resources and, and the inability to really raise up enough dollars to uh, to adequately you know, have the equipment and the basic utensils and tools to to do your job effectively and actually compete in this space to really grow and thrive. So um, on a day in day out basis, that's what I'm doing. I'm really strategizing, I'm troubleshooting, I'm listening, I'm learning, and I'm working directly with the community for the community um, to really uh, get at that uh, health equity puzzle and equation.
1: And that's wonderful. And I think that um, sometimes as leaders, we may lose sight of that, right? Mm-hmm. We may lose sight of the fact that that's what we really are rolling up our sleeves to do. It's really to serve the um, underserved or serve the communities in which um, in which we, you know, basically have our uh, leadership footing, you mm-hmm. know, um, in that particular space. So I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> that that you're actually in there doing doing that you know that type of work. It's time for physicians to rise up, step out, stand out, and take back our place in healthcare, to be the respected voice and leader in our communities my mission is to help physicians transition into leadership roles by equipping them with the personal and professional development skills that they need to be successful and also to help them care for themselves physically mentally and spiritually if you have experience practicing in your given specialty if you have a gift for innovation and building teams if you have the ability to bring about change in others If you have solved problems in your practice setting or community, then there are organizations that need you to claim your rightful seat at the table and lead. If you're ready to be the leader in healthcare and change the status quo, then I invite you to book a complimentary strategy discovery session with me at ScheduleWithDrLisa.com. That's ScheduleWithDrLisa.com. Kind of ask you a little bit about, because you had mentioned, or I actually had read in your bio, that um, you do um, also oversee this Physician enterprise piece Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. and as you know, you know there are um, or there is rather a lack of you know physician Mm -hmm. leaders in the spaces where we probably would be very helpful in Mm -hmm. terms of advancing a lot of the the issues that we're seeing in healthcare. Mm -hmm. So why why did you feel it was really important to include that under your 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 leadership? You know to make sure that physicians do have some sort of a voice at
2: the table as well. So long and short, we, can, we cannot solve for health equity and eradicating healthcare disparities without having our physicians at the table. And our physicians are key and essential to that. But more importantly, I've, and especially in the environment that I'm in, is important that we really uh, are more intentional in terms of mirroring the population that we serve, both in gender, as well as in, in uh, racial and, and ethnic match and representation. Um, so that's why it was, it was so critical for me and, and uh, throughout my career over the past 20 years, uh, although I'm a nurse and a doctor prepared nurse, I've always worked hand in glove in a dyad partnership with my physician leaders and colleagues. And I think it's important to have that voice at the table um, just because that's where we start to build a build way Uh, uh, the the lack of trust that has, you know, really pervased the industry um, to what to why we are seeing such, um, uh, you know, detrimental outcome disparities that we're we're actually seeing. So I think it's important for us to really raise up and and really uh, pay attention to what that physician enterprise needs to look look like, uh, really build those uh, alignments, be intentional about um, Representation and 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 changing the 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 path of 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 not necessarily um, mirroring the population that we serve. So, in, in the time frame that I've been in my role, I've I've created very intentional roles to help to get at that. So, I actually created the the first appointed um, uh, vice president of physician diversity um, and inclusion. And, and it, it the really the, the overall point of this role is to actually get before um, in, individuals uh, land in the spot where they're they're actually choosing um, medicine as their profession. So let's let's uh, start early in the process where we're uh, let's let's start to go talk to the high schoolers and try to try to pivot um, early in the direction that you can do this. You look at me. Um, I, I, I serve as a role model for, um, for that path that you can take, and I, and I certainly can pay it forward and, and ensure that I, I, I make a much more seamless path for you to actually accomplish this obj- objective. So that's one of the critical roles that I helped to create that is in part um, certainly a part of our mission, but it, it, it certainly is, is living our mission in, in a different type of way. Um, I am very proud to say that, um, you know, I, I've started to change the dynamic um, and started to raise up what our representation looks like, both uh, in female leaders, uh, female physicians, uh, minority and diverse physicians uh, across the board. So um, uh, substantial improvements that have been made in that. So now we're, we're moving in a path where over 50% of our representation looks like us and, and and they they certainly can serve a better cause
1: that's wonderful and um i applaud you for all the the work that you're doing in that space because it, it's so needed mm-hmm. um definitely in terms of diversity and and how we attack and again address the um the health uh The imbalance really in the the health equity that we're seeing. So when you look at um, the things that you've done in your organization, what would you say that um, other organizations would need to do in order to um, really attack and address the issues in terms of diversity and leadership, whether it's like you said gender or race, um, Mm -hmm. and in terms of these different um, healthcare provider roles.
2: Well, so first and foremost, I think it is important, you know, diversity and inclusion as an important pillar and aspect of an organization starts at the top. It starts. It, it it starts at the at the the top of the mountain in terms of any organization. So I think it's important that number one that the board and CEO of the organization are hundred percent in line with the with the path to. Diversifying the organization is—it can't just be something that's written down and collecting dust on a shelf. You have to put um, action into into those words and actually, you know, start to represent uh, that on a much larger scale. So having having that that governance support of diversity and inclusion is the is the first and foremost. Second is starting to again, um, you know, take action. So if in fact diversity, inclusion, and representation is important, then let's start getting more intentional about, you know, uh, uh, filling our gaps with, you know, diverse leaders and diverse physicians and and things of that nature. And also spreading that amongst the the entire workforce and and caregivers. Um, Beyond that, I think, you know, I think representation and diversity goes above and beyond just um, in ensuring that you're employing um, a, a specific provider base. I think that it, it goes further in terms of how, how well we align and uh, partner with minority owned businesses to, to really economically enhance the, the populations and the communities at large that we absolutely serve, that's the way that you start to get at and reverse the inequities that we've been seeing is, how do we support our, our, our Black-owned businesses? How do, we, how do we support our women-owned businesses in the community, in those zip codes that, uh, that really show up so, so uh, disparagingly in, in comparison to much more resourced uh, zip codes? So I think that it is a full strategy. Um, I think that with that being said, I think it's important that we, uh, what you don't measure, you can not improve. So you have to have a lens of transparency on, on what those outcomes actually are in, in, in order to really set the tone on what key improvements and levers that you need to pull to really address the gaps that you actually have in the organization. So those are just some tidbits, um, but so, but certainly, it starts at the top. If you don't have that commitment at that level, it's not gonna cascade anywhere else from there. Um, and you have to take action and be courageous. So a lot of this is uncomfortable, by the way. So if, yes. if, if you're in an organization that has been primarily majority and has not reflected in a, in a, 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 a different type of way, Trust me, that's intentional. Just because it's, it's more comfortable to to, uh, to s- actually sit into that position,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, I think that by moving in this direction, it, it creates tsunami waves of change, and it, is, it, it 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 causes very uncomfortable conversations. But going back to my earlier remarks, you have to become comfortable being uncomfortable.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And I love, I love actually. Um, the way that you are describing this sort of tsunami wave of change, right? It's because we really have to attack it in that Mm -hmm. manner. We can't just sort of, you know, um, lie back dormant or just acquiesce to the status Mm -hmm. quo Mm -hmm. um, and still want to see a change at the end.
2: We have to be the change that we want to see. In order to be the change that we want to see, we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And we have to Start to stimulate those uncomfortable conversations because that becomes more of the norm, and that's when you can start to chip away at historic realities that is is not the, is not the best for it for anyone. So the yes. cha- navigating through that change is one of the the key aspects of what I do. So I I consider myself a chief change champion, a chief change architect, and I have to be the chameleon for the organization. I have to help flex and balance and help to navigate people through that and handhold through that and, and, and really help to wipe away the stuffed needs as, as well as we go through the process.
1: Yes, yes. And Dr. Steed, you are taking on so much in your, in your organization and all the work that you're doing, and it's great to see. But I also know that it comes with Obviously, a lot of challenges. It comes with a lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So, if you could just leave us with um, three tips that you would give other women who are sort of in this same space or looking to transition into leadership, and will have to face obviously some of the challenges that you are facing right now, what three tips would you give them in terms of their own self care and thriving in, yeah. in the face of the challenges?
2: Yeah. Um, uh, so, I think that that self care. It, 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 what, in order to really fulfill that, it, it comes with being able to be self-aware. So you need to know what your own limitations are. You need to know where where your line ends and, what, and and what you can't exceed beyond. Um, so sometimes I think we're, we're our own worst enemies in that, you know, So some, sometimes we don't know when when to shut it off because especially being a minority female in this space, we have so much to prove and we have so much to make up for in, in time, but trust and believe there will be a, a tomorrow. So you can, you need to balance out your time and know, know when to actually shut it off and cut it off. Um, so that would be one. Um, num- number two, again, I think that um, you need to build that endurance and being able to navigate through uncomfortable situations. So you need to build up that that muscle, it is it, true, it's true muscle development
0: mm. in terms
2: of, uh, you know, overcoming adversity is just part of the job, so you have to, you have to know, um, eyes wide open, that that's what you're getting yourself primed up for, is not going to be a, a straight path, is it's absolutely not, it's going to be very windy, very curvy, and rocks are good. certainly going to be in the road, um, so be, be eyes wide open in that. And don't, don't be surprised when you encounter those, those various uh, uh, roadblocks and it's, it's just called adversity. And, right. and I think that we have become champions in being able, being able to overcome that. And then the third uh, uh, tidbit is you're not in this alone. You, mm. you have a tribe of individuals that are in a similar vein, you need to build up your network and, and build up your own personal board of advisors, board of individuals that you can depend on, that you can lean on, and know the fact that you're you're not you're not trailblazing alone. I think that uh, we we cracked the ceiling a long time ago. We just didn't recognize it. But I think that by surrounding. Yourself with with similar beings with similar individuals that are on this a, a, a similar mission. I think that that will accelerate us forward in a much more positive way than what we have. So I think all of those things uh, are a reflection of self care.
1: I love those three, and I'm just going to repeat them because <laughs> I think I'm going to put them up on my wall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> So the first is self-awareness, which is so key. Um, Really just knowing what your limitations are, like you said, and knowing when to shut it off. is so important. Number two, building endurance and building that muscle. Because like you said, we know that the adversities are there, right? Mm So- there's no surprise. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to really just kind of build up that muscle to navigate through those difficult times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the third is that you're not in this alone. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we forget that.
0: Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. Then
1: we do have, you know, people in our corner. There are others who have gone before us who have mm-hmm. done this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are those who are, you know, doing the work with us mm-hmm. as well. So,
2: and I, I, I can just share with you, just going Going back to one of your earlier questions about you know like the who the who inspires you to do what you do I have four children and most people don't realize that in in terms of what I what I juggle on a day in day out basis but I have two two daughters and those those daughters look up to me 100%. They think I'm superwoman. Mm. And you know, I get, I get frequent texts messages from my from my daughters or whatever. And they inspire me, they motivate me, they push me, and they give me permission to do what I do. And at the end of the day, that it, it as long as I'm winning there, that that inspires me to live another day to do this great work that we're doing because at the end of the day it's the next generation of of leaders and next generation of, of, of physician champions that we're building up. So keep, keep that in mind. Who's, who's looking at you? Cause you're, you're always in that, in that under the microscope and in that fishbowl. And for me, I'm in the fishbowl for my daughters.
1: Yes. And that's great advice. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. This has been um, such an inspiring talk. Um, I know a lot of the audience, the people who listen to this podcast are going to garner a lot of information, a lot of inspiration um, from this. So I just want to say thank you again for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to uh, share with us your pearls and tidbits um, and share with us your journey. You know, I'm yeah. very appreciative and I look forward, you know, to having you
2: on again in the future. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm volunteering myself. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. And I appreciate it. That's wonderful. That's
1: wonderful. So here we are. And um, again, thank you again. And we'll see you and talk to you again
2: soon. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for listening today and for allowing me to be a part of your career journey. To continue receiving leadership support, I invite you to join our private Facebook group, Building Women Physician Leaders, at www.leadingladiesincharge.com. Until next time, take care.
0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.